Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Kaysen. With me today, relationship life coach Cindy Chavez. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And today we are talking about a topic that is actually very apropos for what's going on around here. Uh, because I've been putting off for quite some time creating the new introduction with Jackie in it. And, you know, it's about time I did it. So I made this nice big sign. I put it up in front of my monitor so I can't miss it. So this is going to be like the, my first step toward trying to make sure that I remove that little piece of procrastination from my life. So I just want to say I want to try to get the show off to a good start by making that promise. Now, can I keep it? Well, I'll see. <laughs> Excellent. You ladies were talking about this between the two of you, and then you, uh, Cindy, you sent me a note about the idea, and it's a great topic. It's one we we have done it in the past, but I'm going to say two or three years ago, so we've been putting off doing it again. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, yeah, I know it's a good one, and yeah. I think it's one that we all face in one form or another. I've had plenty of opportunities to face it uh, this spring, this summer. Um, in the gardening business because there's lots of opportunities to do it. We'll just put that off. I got this thing over here I have to do. So this is, this is apropos. I'm glad we're doing this one. But what made, what, what brought up in your conversation? What made you think that it was such a good one to talk about today? Well, I will tell you that Jackie is, um, getting ready to do this program about finishing things, like getting things done. Ah. And I thought it would be a great idea to like, talk about it and get people to like go see about joining it, but it's sold out before we talk about it. <laughs> well, some people didn't procrastinate. That's a good no, thing. They didn't. <laughs> so Jackie and I were talking about it uh, over the last few days uh, and celebrating that it sold out and being excited about it. And we were just talking about it. And I thought, you know what, let's just talk about this on the show because it's, you know, I mean, we can't, the, the program doesn't have any spots left, but we can still talk about all the cool things we've been talking about together about why, why it happens, like why we procrastinate and what we can do about it and how it affects our ability to manifest, which is really the big thing. That's right? the key part. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then the thing that always comes up in my mind is something I read several years ago, can't remember where I read it. I think it was actually just a magazine article. Um, but it really stuck with me um, because I um, I prefer not to get much older, um, but hang <laughs> around the same age that I am now. And uh, the stat said that procrastination ages you Ooh. faster than being sedentary, faster than smoking, faster than drinking, faster than junk food, faster than like anything they could name that they, you know, um, not drinking enough water. They said the top of the list for things that ages you is procrastination. <laughs> and, you know, I'm shocked that I still procrastinate about anything, but I still do. Did so. they say why? That's so fascinating. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember it felt like somebody, you know, threw a glass of cold water in my face. Like, oh, my gosh, because, you know, I, I think I procrastinate probably as much as anyone else. But um, Well, I do know that while you were leaving so that list, like when, you read the, that, when you read that list, I actually was reaching for the water because I yeah. said, okay, you know, no time like the present, right? Well, <laughs> you know, cheers. it's sort of like dreading, dreading. Like the things I've been procrastinating on aren't things I dread, and that's even better, right? Yeah, yes, like, yeah. When you're dreading doing something, and you realize, and this is always my realization. Like I, I dreaded cleaning out this one cupboard that was just a mess, and every time I had to get something out of it, I would like, oh god, it's such a mess. I need to organize this, but I didn't for literally. I'm embarrassed to say for like two years. It's just I always opened the cupboard, got what I needed. Ah, this thing is a mess. And then one day I'd had enough, right? Have you suffered enough? And, and I, I organized it. It took me like 20 minutes. And I was like, so I've been like dreading something for two years that I could have done in 20 minutes. And I felt so good about it once it was done. And it's those things I try to remember is remember the energy shift once it's finished. And mm -hmm. it's, not, it's often not even something that's going to take very much time. No, and invariably it takes less time than the time you've already invested in avoiding it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's to say, yeah, it, it is that, and that catches everybody by surprise. You know, I mean, 
um, the, the group for my program have, has already started and people are going, I found that I just like picked up that piece of paper that I noticed and put it away or put it there. I just did this thing and it's two seconds, but I've been walking past it for a week. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's just, but, but I don't, I mean, I'm sure there are studies as to why we do this, but I'm less interested in why than I am in let's not do it anymore. Let's, mm-hmm. let's enjoy the, because you know, you can do, you can have the studies and people get, love doing the nerdy thing about working out why we do this and yeah it can be useful if it helps you stop doing it but if it doesn't then it's just purely academic like cindy said you know she got told that she's going to age 400 times faster if she procrastinates (laughs) and she still procrastinates so that piece of information really wasn't that useful so to speak right and so uh, yeah it's just a there is such a there's a a thing that's underneath procrastination that I do think is worth um, exploring, and that is knowing intuitive ch- timing. Mm-hmm. Intuitive timing will have you holding off on something, um, and we'll look and it'll look like procrastination. And then in a you know a week or so, something will happen, and you'll think. I'm so glad I didn't rush to do this, right? Yeah. Um, and I do think that our that since the industrial revolution, where people's rhythms, natural rhythms, seasonal rhythms, got um, obscured and in some places, sometimes and situations obliterated because we needed to show up from nine until five, right? We needed the factory punch in, punch out, they needed people to be um, controlled and rhythmic to this thing of of creating the industry, supporting the industry. So um, things like being able to retire when a woman is in her menstrual cycle, well, that disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to just sort of if if I'm if a, if a, if an artist is in the flow of something, letting them stay creating. No, you have to go to your job. You have to do this sleep rhythms, all this kind of thing. It all got adjusted. So procrastination can sometimes be just your own natural rhythm, screaming for attention. So, and I think the most important thing is that we don't label procrastination as some one of the you know seven deadly sins because it's not right unless it's in unless and i put this caveat it's not unless we allow it to lower our joyful experience of life so for example i'm talking about laundry laundry is always something people procrastinate on for some reason or they no i don't but but (laughs) (laughs) i don't have enough clothes to procrastinate on on laundry but there is (laughs) when you when you downsize as far as i have it's like yeah no you have to do laundry and you have you know i got eight pairs of undies so every seven days we gotta do laundry but there's this thing where um, they'll do the washing and the drying and then the pile stays at the end of the bed or something, right? So the, that's the piece of procrastination. Here's the thing, though. If it doesn't interfere with your with the way you live your life, it's not procrastination. You're just not bothering, and that's fine. You can totally not bother. However, if every time you see that laundry pile, you go, I hate that laundry pile. I can't stand like Cindy's cupboard, right? It, it it sucks another piece of your joy or it holds a I always talk about it holds a piece of your attention hostage. It, yeah. it grabs an, a little fragment of the attention you have available and it holds it hostage. And then because our brains can be decidedly unkind a lot of the time. Um <laughs> that's a polite we'll, way of saying it. <laughs> we'll add on things you know, heavy duty critiques about why that laundry is still there. And your brain never offers you anything substantial and useful that's like, um, well, you've been madly busy or you happen to have a newborn or in one of my friends, you actually broke your leg. 
So, you know, standing to fold laundry is not going to happen. It's like, no, your brain doesn't offer those pieces. Instead, it goes, you're so bad at this. It's like, you suck at life. You've always procrastinated. You put off homework at school, and this is just the grown-up version of it. Right? So not only do we now have the incomplete cycle holding our attention hostage, now we've got our brain layering all this crap on top of it as well. So it gets to feel really hard. And my 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 focus when I went on my completions binge, it was to get rid of that. It was get to get rid of the things that prompted my brain to be unkind. And it's just like I was done having all this noise in my environment. And it started so easily. I just puttered about my house, putting things away finishing stuff, ridiculous things like, you know, those stickers that the nonprofits send you with your address on them, right? I decided to keep a batch. I was going to send them a check three months ago. So (laughs) I now, you know, and it's been sitting on my hall table for three Mm -hmm. months. Mm -hmm. How long did it take me to write a check or write my Mm -hmm. card things and just put it? It's like two seconds. Anyway, so those funny little things. And what I noticed is the more I did, the better I felt. The more I I finished things, the more I reclaimed that energy, and I had that energy to direct to things that felt more joyful. And also gave gave me a chance to shut my brain up for a minute about my quality of house care, right? So it's just, it was so tangible, especially when I walked into the lounge the next morning and a whole little cluster of incompletions that had been sitting on my TV table were gone. And was like, hey, look at that. You know, it's just like, oh, my Lord, I am like master of the universe over here. (laughs) And it it is, it's, um, you get so much more back from that little investment of time. Mm -hmm. But it feels like that. But actually, that's all the energy you've been investing in letting it, in deciding to let it go for it's another an energy drain. It is. And but you get that energy back once it's not draining your energy. Absolutely. Back. And then not only that, but you also, um, you get back the energy that you've been putting into it mm-hmm. because every time you decide not to do it, it's still a decision. Mm. Deciding not to is as much a decision as deciding to. And so when you put off, you put another decision on. And eventually it just gets like, no, stop. And so the joy of completing things is a reclamation of your energy. And it, and that's what boosts mood. That's what starts feeling so good. So what I find fascinating about procrastination is how we often do it on things that, that would feel good to finish. But we just oh, don't. Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? It's the weird thing to do. Well, that is true. We got a oh, lot. I, okay, so these earrings that I made finally when Jackie made this program that said let's finish some things, they've been sitting on my jewelry making table for just sitting just and I walk by it every day and I see all my tools and the ways to create something. I have like five projects of things that I just am not doing. And it didn't take that long and it felt so good to do it. I'm like, I'm not avoiding like crappy, terrible job things I don't want to do. Right. It's like mm-hmm. I'm procrastinating about things that would be fun to do. So <laughs> what's going on there? It's a fascinating thing. And I mean, some of the people in my program, they want to get the taxes done. Another one wants to, um, you know, finish painting a wall that she ran out of paint with. <laughs> I did that. I spent a year with a half purple wall. <laughs> like, and it was in the bathroom too, the, in the little side toilet in my bathroom. So every time oh, yeah. I went to pee, I would see this damn wall and I'd go, oh. mm-hmm. it just, I wrote a whole blog post on it because it was <laughs> energy drain. I know, like, right? right? It's like, yeah. And it it's just, nothing big enough that's like a big catastrophe that's real. Well, that's the right, thing. Yeah. Wiping you out. It's just like siphoning the little energy off the top. <laughs> it is. And it sucks the joy out of life in just yeah. little sips and you can reclaim it. And so my part of my 
the 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 light. I like to give people new eyes of look at looking, new eyes to look at their homes through. And it's just that this thing of finishing stuff. It it becomes a habit. It becomes as much a habit as procrastination yeah. used to. Yes, that's the big payoff. As far yeah, as yeah, that is the biggest payoff because you get really jazzed at how good it feels to finish stuff. And you know, part of part of one of my things with um, I noticed uh, early on earlier in the year, I ended up with like a lot of stuff on my to do list every day. And I was ending up not doing a lot of it. So one week I decided I wasn't going to write anything on my to-do list for the day except the one thing that had to be done. So I wrote that and I ticked it off and I was thrilled. And the next day I wrote two things. And when I <laughs> worked out that when I got to about three or four things, that was the maximum. Okay. And so now I own, I make a le- weekly list and I only choose those things because it's not worth the wince at the beginning of every morning to see all the stuff I didn't do from the day before. Mm, that is, that's amazing. That's such a good, simple hack. Yeah, it's yeah. energy management, you know, and focus management because your brain will focus on all the stuff you didn't do. Mm-hmm. And we have to focus on ourselves and believe our, in ourselves as people who can finish things. I can think of an example that actually has financial implications. And I say that because I went through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I told you guys um, in May, uh, we got out of debt for the first time. Mm-hmm. And one of the key things that I did during the last 12 to 18 months was something that I think actually, Cindy, you, you and I talked about it on a show many, many moons ago. And that is anytime I had a bill come in, I paid it instantly. Mm-hmm. I didn't let it sit around. Mm. And that makes a huge difference. It's a difference that doesn't seem like a whole lot if you haven't been doing it. But once you switch over, you realize, oh, my goodness, it was really sucking the energy out of me. Yeah. And not only was it sucking the energy out of me, it was sucking the belief out of me that I could actually get out of debt. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That is huge. That is yeah. huge. And, and I, I have detailed here on the show before I actually calculated where the money ended up coming from that paid down all the debt and paid it off. And it was about 20% I couldn't account for for the longest time. I finally realized it was the stuff that I wasn't buying anymore to cover up mistakes or to deal with stuff that I wasn't feeling good or whatever. There was like this this 20% surcharge that I was dealing with every single year to cover all the lousy feeling I had about what I was doing, paying off debt, and other things that were going on in my life that I didn't like. And, yeah. and just, just changing that one pattern helped to affect that 20%. It didn't cover the whole 20%, but it was certainly part of it. Wow. I've been thinking about that a lot. Things that, what are the things that are energy drains? Mm. And some of them are easy to identify because, you know, you know you have this chore or that task that you're not crazy about, but that's like one of those energy drains that you don't even realize it's there until you've taken care of it. And then it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 That's really a cool practice. It also means that you're tapping into your money all the time. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to make sure that there's enough in the bank to cover that bill when you send it through. Um, And money as an energy likes to have you talk to it. Um, yeah, because otherwise they're pushing it away. Like I don't well, want to. Yeah. I've done that forever, right? It's like I don't want to deal with this right now. Yes, like, I, I don't want to deal yes. with it. And if you know, um, if money was a person, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We, we talk about our relationship with others, our relationship with ourselves, our relationship. Jackie talks a lot about our relationship with our home um, mm. and our belongings. And there's our relationship with money. And if we're if we're constantly having like I don't want to deal with that right now and think about a person in your life that you were just consistently like not answering their calls, not answering their emails, hiding and being really quiet. If they came to the door, (laughs) I don't want to deal with this person. And so that person would eventually get the message that you didn't want anything to do with them. And then they'd stop hanging around. Mm. And I think about this all the time. It's like, I don't want money to stop hanging around. I want yeah, money right. to come over and see me a lot. Right? <laughs> Stay, bring their friends. Yes. Bring their friends. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So that's a good point because that's, you know, I think about the way I usually pay bills. I usually pay bills, you know, hopefully on the first, but we have a joke around here. Like, What's the date? It's the fifth, right? When it's actually like the 20th. It's like, it's the fifth, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I hadn't thought about it in that frame of like, if you pay things as soon as they come in, instead of saying, well, I sit down on the first and I pay everything. Um, but some things might've come in before that and been waiting. If you're paying them right away, then you're dealing with money much more frequently. So. Well, funny thing I, has happened, funny thing so has happened since I started this new project of, of paying the bills quickly. I've gotten to the point now where I'm almost looking for the bill to come in the mail. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Seriously. It's like, that did it come? Oh, good. So I gotta pay it. Quick, quick, quick. That's <laughs> it's awesome. An entirely, it's an entirely different vibe from what I used to live with before. It was like, well, it's like, Louise, did the, ma- did the mail carrier bring the bill to you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Is that, Walt, you started doing this before you got out of debt. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's really, really telling because it's so easy for somebody who has a lot of debt to say, oh, yeah, I'll do that when I'm debt-free, obviously, because it's going to be so easy, right? But but, it's a great way to go into debt, by the way. Yes, (laughs) yes, absolutely. But it's so so smart. It really Mm. is. I'm I'm going to – Tell people about your story too. That's, well, that's, it's really, it's really smart. And it's, um, I do mine because I'm weird like this. Um, I do mine on Thursdays during, because Thursday is Jupiter hour, um, in astrology. Well, Thursday, Jupiter's day hey. in astrology. And around about two o'clock in the afternoon between two and two thirty is Jupiter hour. And that's just, it's luck. It's, it's astrology. It's an old, it's the way they used to do the calendar. It's called Chaldean calendar. Um, and so I have chosen what I consider. And again, this is just my thought. I consider a magical abundant hour, um, oh. to do my money. And so the minute I, it's a, now that I have this bookkeeping hour, and it's in my calendar as a recurring calendar, and I've chosen the time to be significant. Um, and it's not a Friday because I really wanted out of the retail mindset thing. I wanted to, I wanted to find a day that felt good and, um, and wasn't a Friday. Um, and so I chose this. And since I've been having that, what I've noticed is that I'm never late for a payment. Um, I know, you know, I know when people, um, you know, people pay me on time as well because I'll say, you know, here's your bill with you and say, so I don't miss those. Um, and it's just feels like a date with my money. Um, and so that, that's also been, uh, I'm, I'm all about adding significance to what can feel like a chore. Um, so that you can add some magic into the mundane. And then what happens is it becomes magical. It becomes fun. Right. Yeah, I love it. I mean, the reason I'm I, I'm really interested that it's Thursday that, that you pick because that's the day we pay our employees and we pay Very ourselves cool. too. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. so Thursday is actually I, I didn't have any association with the astrology, but Thursday has become the, the day that all my credit cards go back to zero. Oh, like, that's I'm really point. excited. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect, right? It is absolutely perfect. Yeah. And so it's just like a little thing, you know, because a lot of the time it's like housework being used as punishment when we're, you know, we have have to do our chores. So that means that we don't enjoy looking after our house when we grow up. It's the same thing with money when we've had scarcity times and when things, you know, we've had to really wrangle every dollar. Um, to shift that vibration, to shift that attitude and the, the emotion we bring to it, we can choose a different significance. We can choose a different experience. We can choose what we want to experience. So if you want to have a date with your money, um, like, like I know Cindy um, worked with Morgana Ray for a long time. She talks about her money, honey. She talks about <laughs> him being this lover and she dates him and she treats, he treats her well. And so it's just, you can buy into that or not, or you can choose your own significance for anything. And, and Walt, your significance of seeing those zeros, that's what, what you're invested in. That's what gives you the juice. 
and what do you get juice from? So it's, you know, it's just, it's. Well, it's a lift every time. I mean, seriously, every time I see yeah. it go back to zero, it's like, yes, got there again. Oh, I love this. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's really, really cool. And, you know, I, I, to sound like a total um, housewife nerd, I get that every time I see my floors. The mm-hmm. fact that all my floors are done at the same time. I remember when I had knee high kids and two large dogs. My mm-hmm. floors were never clean except between midnight and 3 a.m. <laughs> Seriously, they just never were clean. And and I remember my mom saying, I cleaned the kitchen. And I'm going, yeah. And she says, no, but you don't understand. The house is never clean all at the same time. So I have to focus on the fact that I now that just this one little portion of the house is clean. It's okay. We got this. And so now I look at it and I go, Floors are clean. Thank you. Did it. And it's a combination, right? It's so good. Yeah. So you can apply it to anything. Mm. And I think what happens is when we don't celebrate these little benchmarks, then getting to we forget that every goal has these little pieces in them, right? So like Walt, the first card that you got down to zero. The first time you managed to pay your debt, uh, your your bill, the minute it came in, right. you know, the first time you finished something with ease, um, you know, somebody sent me a message and she said, "I started the dishwasher straight after dinner," mm. and it was a big deal for her because mm-hmm. she was a family of five. She got everybody to load the stuff in the dishwasher. She started it and cleared the counter, well, cleared the counter, started the dishwasher and went to sit down. She said, I sat in my TV chair and grinned listening to the dishwasher because normally what would happen is she would plonk herself on the TV couch, try and regain her equilibrium after dinner. And then she would go through to the kitchen and it would look, it would look like, you know, a tornado had hit it. And so this way, She'd finished it. The meal was mm-hmm. finished and the day, the kitchen work in the day was done and she had the sense of completion and it, it paid off hugely. And, she, and those are the things that become habits that, right. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Our insides and our outsides are in conver- conversation all the time and we get to direct the conversation. We can have our, in, our incompletions make us feel bad or we can have them become something that we use to make us feel even better about things. So I was thinking about something earlier that's kind of germane to the topic. Um, and that is, it, I, it made me think about it again when I thought about that habit, because here when dinner is finished, the dishes get done, right? It's like, and, but that's just, how I grew up, like mm-hmm. when, I, when the when the dryer is finished, the clothes get folded and put away. There's never a pile of clothes waiting in my house, but that's because that's the way my mother did it, and that's the way she taught me to do it, and that's the way I've always done it, right? So I don't have piles of dishes in the sink. I don't have piles of laundry waiting for anything ever. It just doesn't happen. But that doesn't mean I don't have other things that I do. You do have half-made sets of earrings on your bench, right? (laughs) Yeah. So we all all have them, and you're right. It's just – but it's part of identity, right, because our habits are are the actions that follow belief, and our belief shapes identity. So if you have a habit of procrastinating and you take that on as identity – you're doing twice as much work every time you try and finish something. Well, so this, this pack is about habits. So it's like if you're wanting to develop a new habit, and you know we all, we've talked about this before, January 1st, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone hits the gym, and suddenly they're going to go to the gym, you know, four or five days a week for an hour and a half each time. You know, it's just this big upheaval, and it it's not able to be maintained usually because it's so much of a big change. So the hack is when you take on a new habit, it can only be two minutes. Whoa. Oh, nice. Right. And I did this with yoga. I did it this year because I had done yoga for 25 years. I had completely gotten out of the habit of doing yoga at all. (laughs) And I wanted to start again. And so I started with two sun salutations. That's it. I, it took two minutes, maybe three. And then a few days later, I added another one. So it's like if you can work a new habit that way by going at it with just 
the first action you take for it has to be less than two minutes. That, that's interesting because you're reminding me of something that Sean Aker, the positive psychology guy, talks about that he did. He wanted to play guitar more, but he found himself putting it off. And he realized that one of the reasons he was putting it off is because he stored the guitar in a case in the closet. And that there was this whole momentum he had to overcome to get up, get the guitar out of the closet, open up the guitar case, and then he could start playing. And it was just, it was just too much for his brain to handle. So he bought a guitar stand and he put it next to his chair in his living room and put the guitar there. So now the next time he thought about playing guitar, it was right there. So he picked it yep. up and started playing. And see, so he set it up to be for his outsides to reflect somebody who plays guitar regularly. Right. That, right. That's what he did. And yeah. so, and it's like, you know, if, if you, if you were on, uh, in the, in the front row of a theater and the, the curtains went up and you saw a living room with a guitar on a stand, you would know the person who lives there plays guitar. That's true. Mm -hmm. If you go had that same thing and the guitar was in a cover, in a, in a sort of in a closet in a case, you as the audience wouldn't read that immediately. So, so you nope. keep seeing the environment of somebody who plays the guitar. It's going to be somebody who plays guitar. Now, see, that's why I have my jewelry making stuff in a space where I can walk up and, like I did today. I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I walked up and I sat down and I was able to work. But mm -hmm. if all of my jewelry stuff, all my jewelry making supplies and beads and tools were in a box in a closet, I would never do it. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't sew. My mm -hmm. mother was a tailor. And she, I made my own clothes when I was 11 or 12. I can sew anything. Wow. She taught me. And when I have a sewing room and then my sewing machine's out and I can just walk up and work on a project, then I sew. But the way it is now is I would have to get my sewing machine out, drag it into the kitchen, set it up on the dining room table, get all the fabric out, all the stuff out. By the time I do that, I'm like, Time for a break. Anymore, right? <laughs> it never gets done because, you know, because mm -hmm. environment trumps intention. So yes. no matter how strong my intention is, if I'm not set up in my environment to support that intention, it usually just doesn't happen. But like the guitar sitting in the stand, now when he sits down in his chair, all he has to do is reach over and pick up the guitar. And Jackie, that's brilliant. That is so true. It's like when we look around, we should be able to tell, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And this is what this is what I do is that I start people putting their the people they want to be into their environment. So they imprint their future selves. It's set design for acting as if, right? So you yes. put in your future self into your environment. So, you know, is it somebody that um you know plans a menu? Then you say, Okay, so on Monday night we're gonna eat this. And then we put the menu on the fridge door and we can see it. And it's like we don't just put it in our phone, for example. You know, it, it's, it's such an interesting thing to play with the insides and the outsides. Um, and, and procrastination. Another thing, one of the things I'm playing with is having an appointment with finishing stuff on my, I'm going to be sharing this with my group so you guys hear it first but i've actually started doing a half hour twice a week where i finish stuff and that's all it says on my calendar is finish stuff i love this I love and then this. and then what i have interestingly is um where it says finish stuff and then you know on your calendar you can put details um for what in there i keep a running list of the things i need to finish and so it calls up for I can check that little thing and it's going, oh yeah, I need to send so and so the check. I need to RSVP to that invitation. I need to blah, blah, blah. And that's it. Half an hour, twice a week, finished stuff. The freedom it's given me is enormous. I believe so, it. Well, there's also a ripple effect to this stuff, isn't it? Because I mean, that's what I'm finding. I mentioned what I was doing with paying off the credit cards and mm -hmm. the site and so mm -hmm. forth. And, and when a bill comes in, I can hardly wait to pay the darn thing. Well, <laughs> The, the same thing is actually happening with um, uh, the billing and the payroll of the business. Um, normally, the way it works, um, we, the, the crews go out uh, in the morning and into the early afternoon. Um, they have an app they, uh, they they clock in and clock out of. They also leave notes about what happened on the job and so forth. And then I go through and review that and do billing for what happened that day and do the scheduling for the next day and so on and so forth. So, But, but that all usually happens the following day because it's like a, a delay that goes on there. 
But today, just before I did the show here, before I came out to the show to, to join you guys, I had like 30 minutes and they were all done for the day because they got done a little bit early because it was, it was very hot today. So I had to send them home early. So they were done about 11 o'clock this morning. And I'm realizing, you know, I could go do that now. So I actually started doing all of that stuff. I got it done before we did the show. Oh, wow. Tomorrow's work is done. <laughs> and that is such a thrill. You can get it addicted is. to that thrill. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about, I don't want to make sure, I want to make sure that I don't encourage them to keep finishing early so that I can keep doing this. I want them to actually have full days. But <laughs> other than that, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jack, I have a question for you. How can this benefit someone who doesn't find themselves procrastinating? Like, I, I don't, um, this is interesting. Jackie. Well, I'd like to meet them first of all. Fra- well, <laughs> from the, from the human design standpoint, there's a, oh, okay. there's a gate that is fin- someone that finishes and there's a gate that someone's that start a starter type of person. And they always say, don't ever put, don't ever put someone which that's just a starter in, in to project management because you need the person that knows how to get things finished in that position. Well, I have both of those gates active in my chart. Wow. Um, and I rarely, I don't have a lot of unfinished things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, I can't tell you that everything is finished. Uh, like I said, I have five, I have four projects now Four, uh, and they're all sort of art projects that I'm mm-hmm. working on. Right. So they're not really something that I, uh, have been pushing aside and avoiding forever. They're just things that are in the process, right? They're works in process. So, okay. So, but still, um, it's still easy to kind of let a work in progress or like maybe even a book that you're halfway reading, you know, you haven't left it for months, but you'd like to finish it sooner. And it's like, what are some ideas to help people, um, finish things in a more timely manner, even if it's not something they're avoiding. I like your idea of scheduling it, right? The like, scheduling, uh, I, the, the scheduling of something, um, of finishing things, giving yourself time devoted to finishing things. Um, and that can be anything, right? I mean, it really can be anything, um, including an art project or finishing a chapter on a book or something, you know, um, and, and each of us is so different that I think we have to focus on who we'll be when we're done. Mm-hmm. That's always my thing because it's like who I'll be when I'm done reading this book is, you know, I will feel I'll be able to write that review I've been paid for or whatever it is I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know. Or I may look at that and go, who I'll be when I'm done? Eh. Okay, never mind. <laughs> then right? maybe, maybe I don't want to finish and it. Then right? you'll just go, I'm not, I'm going to finish where I am. I'm going to finish this piece right here. And I think a lot of the time with procrastination, we, um, we don't investigate why we've lost interest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing to know that we hate doing something. Um, and so we keep putting it off. So in that case, you got to kind of, just untangle why you want to, why you keep putting it off. But if the reason you keep putting it off is because you really don't care, then you have to give yourself permission to stop where you are. And we have so much programming yeah. about finishing things. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is ironic, but we have a lot of programming about don't start it if you're not meaning to finish. Don't, you know, why would you stop reading a book halfway through? Well, because I, Got what I came for. I don't, I'm not interested anymore. Um, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of things that we can say. I'm done for now. I remember somebody tell. I can't. I can't remember this the place, but they said that they one day just gave themselves permission, and it was like maybe it was like 50 pages or something. Said if I am not completely into a book by the time I've gotten 50 pages, I don't. I, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And, and you could do that with argument about it. People were like, "No, you have to finish it." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, why?" You know, that's the kind of the the other side of the coin, right? Is that mm-hmm. we're sovereign beings, and if there's right. something that we've started that we don't 
feel necessary to finish or that it's not benefiting us in any way to spend another three hours in a book that we're already not really crazy about. Why do we do it? Right? You see, but then it, there's also this thing that we don't, we'll go towards pleasure rather than, and, and try and avoid pain, right? So you take doing taxes, for example. Nobody really, okay, some people may like to do that. <laughs> but the person getting paid for doing taxes. The person well, who's procrastinating on their taxes probably doesn't want to, right? But then that's when you look at, am I prepared to go through being the person who's not happy doing their taxes to get to the person who can say, I've done my taxes. Like you, Walt, you had to get to the being the person who was paying off debt. Right. All that, whatever yeah. those things, the, 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 the money management and the, you know, the choosing not to buy things or whatever those things are, that, that discomfort that goes with, to become Walt who has no debt, right? So you know what that is. And so this is the, it's the same kind of thing. We exercise is another thing. Um, one of my, there's a meme of a vulture walking along a beach and it's like, here's me doing my stupid walk because my stupid doctor said I have to walk the stupid <laughs> body and blah, blah, blah. you can just see how irritated he is. And it's like, we can go on a walk like that. Wow. Our body doesn't, our body doesn't actually care a lot. It really just wants you to walk. Um, <laughs> but it would be better if we felt better about it. We can do a lot of things, um, just doing them. But if we if we keep our mind and focus on who we'll be when we're done, then it lifts us. It moves us forward. It 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 pulls us forward instead of us having to push ourselves. You know, that's the inspiration. That's the difference between inspiration and motivation, right? Motivation is that that yeah. vulture on the beach with the doctor's yeah. voice in its head kicking him from behind that if you don't start doing this, you're going to have a heart attack or whatever. Yes. Inspiration is looking forward to who we will become or to what we will create. And that is, you know, that inspiration pulls us forward. So See, now I, I will, I will tweak that a little bit because I think inspiration comes from inside. And if that's missing, lean on aspiration. Come be, you want to be that version of you. You right. want to be, you want to know what life's like as somebody who I'm, I'm working on couch to 5k. I want to know what it's like to be someone who can run 5k. My earlier self, like all 57 years of them would never have said I would run 5k. So I'm out to prove her wrong. <laughs> Just experience and see what it's like. So I'm aspirational. It's not inspirational. I'm not feeling like. Um, not yet. I, yeah, I don't. It's not this kind of motion where I'm moving towards it. I feel like I'm being lured towards a, a version of me that's going, hello, over here, life's really good. You know, um, I'll, so. I'll second that because when I think about what I was doing with getting off the debt, getting, you know, getting rid of the debt and paying it off. Simultaneous to that, it's interesting you mentioned taxes. Simultaneous to that, during that last couple of years, I was doing the taxes a lot faster. Mm -hmm. I think the two were connected. I, I would, without a doubt, uh -huh. absolutely. Yes. yes. Just because I was focusing on the one in a way that was more um, motivational and felt better and felt like I was actually making progress, just made it easier to do the taxes too. Whereas mm -hmm. in the past, it was exactly the opposite. Well, right. and they're both, they're both components of relationship with money, right? So yeah. your relationship with money was just getting healthier. And exactly. your identity, your identity, this is, a, this is a man who handles his money, mm -hmm. handles his money this way, in this particular way, right? And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like when we, when as a family, we went vegan, um, suddenly we were a family that didn't buy meat. And that was so weird because, there was a whole section of the grocery store that we, we sort of walked through out of habit and went, hey, we don't eat anything in here anymore. And we sort of went around <laughs> the other way. It, so there are, there are identity pieces. So my suggestion to anybody who struggles with procrastination, and I put that in inverted commas only because it's something we tell ourselves all the time. Mm -hmm. You can say, my procrastination could be a gift. How may it be a gift? Well, um, I, I, I can, I can feel when it's not the right timing for something. So that's the one side. But then 
if I was somebody who didn't procrastinate, what would that look like? What could I do now as somebody who doesn't procrastinate much? And then you could explore what that version of you might be and how would that feel? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you put off, I don't know, whatever it is, that thing that you keep putting off, explore who you'd be when it was done. And is it worth going through the discomfort to get to done? Because often that will be the case. Um, and it That's helps. a key thing there. I want to touch on that word right there, discomfort. I think mm-hmm. it's a key thing that we we need to kind of at least mention here because there's a tremendous discomfort in what I'll call negative procrastination. Procrastination mm-hmm. that just kind of makes you feel, ugh. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's very uncomfortable, and I don't think we actually take it into account, do we? No. When we, we, don't, we don't figure, oh, well, if I procrastinate, I, at least I don't have to deal with it right now, but I will feel, well, we don't think of it that way. No, we don't. Yeah, and so that's the key. It's, I teach in my class the, the energetic cost of procrastination and incompletions, that it that it that it's like it, it's a, it's death by a thousand cuts, but yeah. you are dying. Your, your, your attention is being held more and more and more by these things. And you're, you're becoming more and more. You're believing that you are somebody who does this. And that's also not happy making, right? You, you, you're, if when somebody says, I'm a procrastinator, they never say it brow, boldly and proudly. Mm-hmm. They never go, hey, I'm a procrastinator, right? No, we don't, we don't do that. We go, yeah, I'm a procrastinator. You know, well, you know, Jackie, you said something at the beginning of the uh, of the show today that I want to make sure we touch on because I think it's important. And the more I've thought about it, and you've added some other things, you and Walt both, and that is that about natural rhythms, right? Um, you were talking about, you know, at the the onset of the industrial age, how suddenly people worked nine to five and, and we modeled our schools after, after the same pattern. Mm-hmm. And I, I homeschooled my kids from the time they were in one was in fourth and one was in sixth all the way up until they were halfway through high school. And I did that for one main reason. They were both gifted in art and music and you can't make art in 45 minutes. Mm. <laughs> and I wanted them to have the space where if they were in the middle of making art or making music or reading or d- actually doing anything, what we did, what I did to teach them uh, geometry and medieval history at the same time is we built a scale model of a castle in the living room. And that covered math and history and geometry and all kinds of things, right? Art. And there is an idea about it's called, you can Google this and the article will come up. It's been read millions of times probably, but it's the difference between maker's time and manager's time. Mm-hmm. So when you call to make a, a doctor appointment and they say, well, we can get you in at 11 or 12 or one or right. That's manager's time. Everything mm-hmm. happens like every half hour or every 15 minutes or every hour. And a lot of us who are coaches, um, you know, or, or healers, or we schedule appointments for things. We, everything is by the hour, right? I can see you mm-hmm. at two. I can see you at three. But if you're an artist or a creator or a writer or anybody that's making something while making software, making any kind of, right? You, you don't do that in, oh, I'm going to do that tomorrow from two to two thirty. No, you need big blocks of time. And that's what's called maker's time. So it hits me in this discussion that. Sometimes we think we're procrastinating, but what it really is is that that knowing in us that maybe subconscious knows that we can't do that in the hour that we have, that we need three hours. We need a block of time to do that thing. I'm thinking about it personally because so many of my things are art projects, right? Mm -hmm. And even though I have a client at two and I'm finished at three and then I don't have anything until four, I walk right by it. It's not going to happen. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I know there are people that would differ with me that say, I, I know, I know one woman that's written 17 books and she says, I wrote it 15 minutes at a time. Every day I devoted 15 minutes. And that's an amazing thing if you can do that. Oh, yeah. But some of us have a natural rhythm where we need more time. And so when you were talking, Jackie, about intuitive sense of timing, right? Part of that is that it's knowing that maybe you need more. And so maybe the fix there is to consider that perspective and find some blocks of time where you can do those things. I think it comes down to at the end of the day, we have to honor ourselves. 
we have to undo the the um, the societal programming that says we have to show up this way or we have to this is how productivity looks um, and we have to you know we, this is how things are done um, you know we talked about laundry piles my son bought two laundry baskets he does one load of washing a, day, a week because he's he's a single guy but he folds everything up and he leaves it in the washing basket and he dresses out of that basket and he puts the stuff into the other basket. <laughs> Nothing ever goes into his closet. He never hangs anything up. He says, why would I? He says, I just, I just wear things as they come through the basket and I put them in the other basket and then I take them out the dryer and I put them back in the new He's basket. Got a system. It works for him. It's brilliant, right? And so he never, he said, because I kept procrastinating on laundry. Now he's got this little basket system. He doesn't. And that honors him. It makes his mother come out in hives, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's me, right? So. I well, presumably there's also an ironing to... step someplace in there for some of those clothes. <laughs> I mean, I would think, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's, yeah, it's, it's a, such an interesting thing that we get to choose at, in a, in a, in an era where we have more choice than ever. We really do. We still take on the programming that and we don't question when it doesn't work for us so if you're procrastinating on something in particular don't ask don't beat yourself up but get curious about yeah. who you'd be if you decided never to finish that thing who you'd be if you decided to finish it and who you'd have to be in between of either of those now, there's something I've actually been procrastinating on, so i got to actually address that one right now because I have been procrastinating on saying hello to people who are saying hello in the audience. So, Diana, <laughs> I want to say hello to you. Kimberly, I want to say hello to you. And Kimberly I actually said something that I want us to address. She said, I have always felt this is my biggest flaw. So I'm curious, what do you guys have to say to Kimberly about that? It's, it's not a flaw, first of all. It's not a flaw, no. It, you have a different setting, and you can... Um, if you'll find a way to honor that, you will f you will not have to ever worry about it again. But it's a case of if you see it as a flaw and keep trying to fix it, you you're undoing the thing. You you you're. It's not that you have to fix that flaw. It's that you have to become more you. That would be my thing. I would be all about working on. Firstly, what it is that you're procrastinating on and seeing if that actually supports and, and serves you. And then the other thing is that maybe we can find ways that work in how you work, like my son with his laundry baskets, that you don't, that procrastination isn't something that comes up because things just get done. That's who you are, not how you are, but who you are. It's a cool thing. Yeah. Calling it a flaw is just a judgment, right? It's, it's not. Uh, we, if we move back and look at things from the standpoint of observing them, like I didn't do the dishes tonight and tomorrow morning they're still there, right? That's just an observation. Mm -hmm. When they say, oh, I'm flawed, right? I have a problem. There's something wrong with me. Um, that's when we get into trouble because we start making judgments. And remember that judgments always affect our energy level. So, Curiosity, like Jackie just said, curiosity is like a superpower. Mm -hmm. You can get curious about it and stop the judging. And I always say, you know that sound that Yoda makes? Mm -hmm. uh, that sound, you can't make that sound and have judgment or worry at the same time because curiosity doesn't operate that way. Curiosity operates in a different realm. So thinking about it that way is useful. Where did Walt go? <laughs> I don't know. He's probably just, maybe he decided he had to go and finish something. <laughs> and also, I want to say when 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 you say something's a flaw, and if there's if there's a sigh attached, it's often a lie. When you go, oh, that's a flaw, right? That's that's it's not. It's um, it that is society saying that you should be a certain way when you're a different way. Um, and, and, and if you get to explore your you-ness and the way that you thrive, those things don't happen. Your flaws can become fabulous. The, th the very thing that, um, that people admire about you. 
that's the thing, you know, is that what getting curious allows us to see, is this just a society thing that, you know, maybe I was brought up this way or maybe I was, you know, I, I have this expectation that's outside of me, like everybody else expects me to do this. Mm-hmm. Or is it something I really want to do and wish that I was the person that did this a certain way? Yeah, that's an easy one because that's easy to fix if that's where we just step into that identity and be that person. And uh, if there's something, different. yeah, and if there's something that you really um, don't don't feel like doing often and you keep putting it off, then things like a focus mate or finding a buddy to do it with you, finishing stuff showing up with, you know, somebody else who wants to, uh, my mom for the longest time used to have a girlfriend date with her best friend and together they would clean the one person's house and then they would, and then they would go over two days later and together they would clean the other person's house and they would chat and drink wine and everything. And that was because at the time, neither of them had the capacity to do it on their own. And so doing it with a friend, meant that they got it. So this is how you, if you get creative, get curious and get creative and not see it as a flaw um, because that closes down your creativity, that closes down your lens and the love that you should be, that you should, the love that you can see yourself through, that allows you to explore ways that, um, that procrastination is your intuitive timing and you can find ways to honor it or support it or get help with it either way. And having an accountability partner, I mean, that's probably the main reason I ever hire coaches for myself. It's the reason some people hire me or hire Jackie, but you to hold you accountable. Just say, I need a partner. We, you know, can I check in with you every Wednesday to make sure I'm on track or, and just get somebody that will help you stay accountable. We seem to have asked everybody. Oops. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but well, we made it almost fr- to the end without craziness, I, I, right? I had a brownout here. That's what happened. I, I lost power for just a split second and just knocked everything off. So, yes. And this happened yesterday, too. This is like two days in a row. <laughs> yeah, there's some interesting energy that's been going on here on the show. Here comes Jackie. Let's oh, see. there we go. I got thrown okay. off, too. <laughs> crazy, crazy. This, this is two days in a row. I was just telling Cindy, we had the same thing happen yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. How odd. Very, very strange. Yes. Energy on this show just goes through the roof, and then God only knows it's what's going to happen <laughs> with it after that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a very nuanced conversation. And that was the piece that I wanted to end with. Don't procrastinate. If you have a label of procrastinator, um, it, it taps into just one thing that is so blinkered by the industrial complex, right? And the way society works. And it takes out so many nuances of identity, whether you need a maker's schedule, whether you need a friend to help you do things, whether you need to just decide if you want to be somebody who does that. Um, You know, it's, it's, there's so many nuances. And the first thing we have to do is get compassionate and curious and not see it as a flaw. That's really important too. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all well, you did, you did a beautiful job with that. I mean, I, I don't think anybody can top it. I love the idea, though, of not treating it as a flaw. There's so many things that we beat ourselves up about. So many things. And, I mean, this is a, a great example because it's one thing that is usually pretty small. I mean, it can lead to big stuff, but it's usually pretty small, which shows all the different ways that we're beating each other, uh, beating ourselves up on really, really small stuff. Mm-hmm. And how mm-hmm. often are we doing that? Throughout yeah. our days, how yeah. often are we just just beating ourselves over the head, punching ourselves in the stomach, you know, just what giving ourselves say? a hard time? There was that quote that said, "If you judged a fish by whether it could climb a tree, you wouldn't think it was it was worthwhile, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I mean, I know I keep harping on the industrial complex, but society, the way we have organized society has taken a lot of individual rhythm and individual nuance and individual skills, um, natural tendencies, taken them out of the equation. Um, mm. Some are really celebrated, you know, and others are deemed to be a flaw. And we're out to undo that and untangle it all. 
which is a very good thing. So thank you for leading us down that direction. That's wonderful. Yes, and, absolutely. And thanks, thanks for giving us. We got we got the advanced copy of what you're doing with your group. I know. I, mean, I, feel, I feel special. You are special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's so cool, and it's you know, it's it's an important thing that doesn't get talked about enough. No doubt about that. Well, I'm glad you ladies came up with this topic. I'm glad that we stopped putting off actually doing the topic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad there's a post-it note that says, put a bio about Jackie on the website. <laughs> Jackie obviously belongs in the intro. I mean, this is just, this is patently obvious to everybody except for me lately because I've been procrastinating it. So, okay. Well, yes, we've probably been distracted as well. Well, I'm now, I'm very distracted. The note says, make promo with Jackie in big black letters. I can't miss it. It's impossible. I am so thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> All the, right. line, the line for autographs is on the right-hand side. So <laughs> Sounds good to me. Hey, I wouldn't argue with that. I'm kidding. Thank you so much. It's always so good to talk to you. Oh, it's wonderful. We're so glad that you joined the show. And Cindy, as usual, it's marvelous to talk with you. And I, I'm just hoping that neither of you went through the same kind of thing that I went through here about five minutes ago, losing power. We don't need that. So keep no, the power, no, ladies. No, keep the power. No, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so thank you very much, guys. Thank you, especially to our podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.